Hey everyone, welcome to the McNutty's Dimension. I'm Chris McNutt, I'm glad you could stop by the Consciousness Salon. Today I hope everybody is doing well this time of year as we go into oh, a little bit of the darkness, you know, the, the light, sunshine of summer, those tides have turned and we're heading into those months where it's good to go inner, it's good to reflect, it's good to work on the shadow stuff, it's good to just embrace it all and be kind to yourself, people. Don't take this too seriously. It's it's just a human lifetime. It's a messed up time to be a human. There's a lot going on. We plopped in this, oh, it's chaotic. It's intense. Shit's flying every which way. And it's not your fault. You didn't create it. We're part of the project, you bet. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we can affect this place. We are creator beings. We can, we can have some impact. So go forth and, uh, do your best, but at the same time, be gentle with yourself. Don't tie yourself up in knots of anxiety about this joint. It's only a human lifetime. It's only one incarnation out of many that you're going to have. So enjoy it a little bit. Lightness is lightness. When we say, Hey, let's embrace the lightness. It's like, it's light. It's not heavy. It's not, it's light. That's what lightness is. So, you know, just uh, take this time and the, as the seasons change and we go dark, good time for meditation. Oh, hell yeah. And just notice, notice the, where the lightness is. Notice what it feels like and just get used to that feeling and gravitate towards that because that's really what it's all about. We just point the compass to the stuff that's good and then, don't necessarily ignore the other stuff, but you know, just don't identify with it so much. Let it do its thing and point the internal compass to, yes, let's go to the lightness. And yes, let's talk about Sasquatch. I'm stoked about this episode talking with Kelly uh, Rainbow Butterfly, who has been in contact with Sasquatch beings for a good number of years now. She's published uh, three books on the subjects, channelings that came through uh, from Sasquatch beings. And it's quite, I, I dig it, man. I dig this stuff because I always like it when the messages come through, whether they're from star beings or beings inside the earth or from ancient beings or coming from the future, wherever it's coming from, because, yeah, that's the universe we live in. Time's not linear, my friends. Stuff comes from all over the place and you've been many things and will be many things. But I really get solace when it's like it's 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 kind of the same. Like it's not new information. It's you know you're talking to different beings, and then oh, well, let's let me explain it to you. It's 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 like it's very similar. Um, and our Sasquatch friends do have a message for humanity. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but. For those of you that just might have this little inkling of a doubt or like a big doubt, like, come on, dude, seriously, you're talking to freaking Sasquatches. I'm not talking to Sasquatches, full disclosure. I'm, I'm not in contact with Sasquatch beings other than walks in the woods. I, um, you know, I live in Yukon territory, northern Canada. Um, the coast of North America is... Uh, yeah, it's Sasquatch territory. I have not had contacts. I hold them in my heart as I walk through the woods, as I try to with all the beings that are out there and just enjoy the company. So, but no, direct Sasquatch experiences, no. Um, and I know they're not like 
dolphins or whales that we can believe in, right? We've put Sasquatch into this category that are like mythical beings, like mermaids, fairies, or elves, and dragons, you know? Like, we, we don't have this proof that we like to in this, you know, let's call it, call it scientific, right? We do like to explore our world in this scientific way, which is this externalization, where we go external and we look at the world and we find evidence. And what's even better is if there's a fellow human and they see the same thing too, or similar evidence, or we use our senses and we experience the same thing. So, you know, the question is like Sasquatch. Okay. There's been reports since the dawn of time. People's all over the planet have talked about interactions with these large humanoid hairy beings. And up to this day, it, it hasn't gone away. It's always been there. But yes, I get it. Why don't we find hair samples, scat samples, more footprints, skeletons. How about carcasses? Why don't they get hit on the highways in the way that deer and moose do? And these are valid questions. And, you know, combine it with, you know, the answer to this, like, why not? Um, to me, is kind of combined in the same place where we also might have a notion that if there is a big, large, hairy ape thing, that we put it in the category of ape. We put it into like more primitive, like us humans, those of us carrying iPhone 13s around and, you know, all the wonderment and amazement that we have and that we've created and we live with technology. It's so easy to see ourselves as the superior being on this planet and we don't look at a being such as, say, a whale or a dolphin, who many say are very advanced consciousness inside those beings. But does do they have iPhones? Do they have vehicles? No, they just swim around in the ocean. They eat fish, which is pretty damn good life, if you ask me. And so the answer of why don't we see Sasquatches, why aren't we more aware of them is, well, they're quite advanced is the answer. They are advanced consciousness. They are advanced in their interdimensional capabilities. It is said that, you know, you see a Sasquatch when it wants you to see it and it will leave footprints if it wants to, but it doesn't have to. And so it's, it's a different relationship to dimensionality than we have as humans because we're pretty locked into what we call the third dimension and what we call reality with a big capital R and we're convinced that this is no this is reality you know I'm viewing reality when it is very real it has the illusion of being very real but it's not the only reality. There are many dimensions. We live in one of them. It's an awesome one. Um, and, and no doubt we like to define it and we like to, you know, we really, really want it to be uh, predictable and quote unquote normal. And we don't want it to change that much because it, it makes it easier for us to live in it day to day. But it's a lot more liquid. It's a lot more plastic than we give it credit. And we are interdimensional beings. We can go in between dimensions. Sasquatch have mastered that art um, a lot longer. They've been on this planet. They're 
they're a little more advanced than us in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, that for many of us to say, oh, but they're just like hairy ape-like things that kind of live in the woods. And yeah, that's exactly it. It is part of the paradox in the mystery of this place. So my guest is Kelly Rainbow Butterfly, and she has been in contact with Sasquatch beings and star elders, inner earth beings, other interdimensional since 2012 when she had a real experience that kind of led her down that path. Um, she is sharing um, the messages she gets from interacting with these realms through books and events and ceremony, interdimensional practices. And as I mentioned before, she is the... Uh, She's one of the co-authors and um, was the publisher of the book series, three volumes, The Sasquatch Message to Humanity, which was a channeled book series. Um, one of the main uh, humans that was involved in this is Sunbow, true brother, in the first two volumes, he channeled uh, his interaction and messages through a Sasquatch elder. And um, the third book has more contributions from different people that first came out in 2015. That was volume one. There's, as I said, three volumes. And um, yeah, the Sasquatch have some messages to their little brother, their, uh, their, you, to, to us humans. And um, to tell us more about that, please, let's have a big McNundius dimension. Welcome to Kelly Rainbow Butterfly. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Such a pleasure to have you here. I'm excited. Me too. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Because it's been for some time I've wanted to talk to somebody like yourself about our friends, the Sasquatch. And my first question would be, is that sort of the name that they prefer to be referred to? They don't really have a preference. There's so many names that they're called in different cultures and different parts of the world. But Sasquatch is uh, what has really stuck. <laughs> and they do um, like that. I've never heard an objection to it. Whereas I have heard before sometimes a, a rejection to, to Bigfoot, you know, just kind of like, well, hey, we don't call you smallfoot or you know whatever that kind of thing um but uh so the word sasquatch actually derives from a salish word uh sasquets and because there is so much activity there's been so many sightings and so much history of the sasquatch people in this area or in the pacific northwest um that's one of the terms that really took on and that was uh, adopted as being like a regular word for the Sasquatch. Um, but that's also pretty just North American. Other countries haven't heard of that word that much. Okay. Now, are you a native of the Pacific Northwest? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of from all over. So <laughs> I moved here to Washington and I'm in Northeast Washington, uh, really close to Canada and Idaho. And, uh, but I moved here to this area 
uh, in late 2014. And prior to that, I was in the Ozarks, the Ozark Mountain Range in Arkansas. And uh, But I grew up in South Florida, born in Chicago. So I've been around. <laughs> You've been around. Has there been Sasquatches in your life in all those places, Chicago, Florida, Ozarks, or... Uh, why don't you just start telling us uh, your journey and how you were introduced to these beings? Yeah, sure. So um, in hindsight, yes, I was in connection with them um, throughout my whole life, although I didn't realize this until adulthood. Um, you know, so when I was um, a child, I had, I guess you could say, gifts or abilities. I was able to tune into to the spirit realm uh, and the nature realm and different elementals and things like that. Um, but I became kind of frightened because I could sense, well, what I knew at the time is ghosts, you know, now I see spirits as something very different. Um, but when I was a kid, they're ghosts and that's scary and I don't really want anything to do with that. So I kind of just turned off those abilities for quite a while um, until they really came back and I couldn't deny them and and I accepted them, um, you know, which would have been um, in my early 20s, I guess, actually, as a, a, a later teenager is when it started to come in again. Like I, I knew I was sensing ghosts and, and spirits and things like that, um, but I wasn't really in active communication. I just knew I had a knowing that that's what I'm experiencing. Um, and then in 2012, I was uh, spending a lot of time in the woods, um, you know, exploring nature and kind of discovering these old historical, uh, even with my partner at the time, we found all these megaliths and things like that, um, that most people, you know, <laughs> don't know about, but it was, um, very obvious the, these things weren't built by humans, you know, that there was a technology involved. And so uh, seeing these things really started to make my mind open up and expand to, to different realities. Um, so before that, were you doing any type of, you know, spiritual practice or did you have that sort of connection in any way? N not really. Just a, just a, an inward thing. And it wasn't anything that I practiced on the outside. Um, but I was in tune with myself and with this higher knowing that I didn't really express because I don't know, I just, um, I knew it was wise not to, I guess I didn't want to argue with people, but I, I didn't understand human reasoning and things like that, just like the way of the world. It, it didn't make sense to me. And instead of just, you know, whatever, um, being so, I just kind of accepted things for what they were. And I knew that I would, that I was going to learn one day. I always had this, this view, this knowing that I was going to know one day. So just kind of sit tight. And um, so, yeah, in, in, in 2012, um, not only spending time, in the woods. Um, but I was also, I should go back and say in 2010, um, I was pregnant. I, I gave birth to my, my first child. And I knew while I was pregnant too, that somehow he was really special, that there was something 
else being born along with this human child. You know, I, I knew there was something spiritual going on, um, especially because of all these dreams that I was having. I've always been quite a, a dreamer where a lot of my dreams are very, um, well, premonitions, um, as well as, you know, visions of things that come to pass, you know, so I, I would dream a lot of the future, and then I would experience it later. And so that's one of those things that I just knew, well, I just have to wait. <laughs> um, and so all of those kind of started when I was pregnant. And then so, you know, fast forward to 2012, it was a lot of those dreams coming together, a lot of this information merging and the dots connecting. And, and so, um, you know, my, my son is also um, has a lot of rich native blood in him and history, all kinds of uh, historical figures that we've all heard of in Native American history. Um, he has this bloodline of many of them merged together. And so it, it was also kind of a um, learning about all of that. I was really immersed in uh, Native American culture and learning. Um, I was learning and studying from some different elders from the Lakota and uh, Cherokee and Shawnee um, and things like that. And, and so it was a combination of all of these things that really kind of made a, a spiritual awakening occur within that year. Uh, but then what really changed things for me was later that year. It was December 13th, 2012. And uh, I went to bed in the evening or I, I told, you know, I said, good night. I'm, I'm going to bed. I closed the door um, and I had just gotten in bed. So I wasn't yet asleep. And all of a sudden there's a big bright light outside of my, my window. It's a, uh, like a sliding glass door that's in the bedroom. And I can feel rattling and shaking and I want to get up to see what's going on. And I can't move. I'm frozen in bed. Uh, you was, know, that, was that a frightening thing? Did it, it sort of it, freak you out or was there a sense of calm as well? It was a little bit of both. It was, you know, as soon as my mind or my body wanted to freak out, it was kind of this instant um, knowing that this was something that was meant to happen, something that's for my highest good. Um, so... After a few moments, I couldn't even tell you how long it, maybe two seconds, maybe two minutes. I, I don't know. Um, but I sensed um, a star person in the room is very human looking. And he telepathically told me that his name was Jai. And he had a very um, uh, medical kind of energy to him. Um, I guess you could say even like his his outfit. I, I just I knew that he was there for something that was for my highest good. Um, so and I could, when you say you sensed him, like that, that was visual, you could, you, you saw him I standing did, in the room? Yes, I did see him standing there. He was beside me actually on my right side, on the side of the bed. And I could see him, but it was in my, more my, my third eye, my, my, my mind's eye, but I could still see the details of what he looked like and what he was wearing and things like that. And then at the and you end, say you got a sense he was medical, like there was some yeah, 
doctor it, profession, something along those lines? Yeah, some of it was part of just his energy. Like I, well, I, like I said, I just had this knowing that that was the reason that he was there. Um, was that it was for some kind of procedure of some type. Um, but he also had that kind of energy and that attitude that doctors would have as in this is, you know, professional, we're just taking care of business here and then I'm gone. Um, but also at the edge of the bed, um, on, more on the left, but at the end, I could sense a Sasquatch. And it was just silent. I wasn't quite sure if it was a male or female. And now I know who it was. I know it was a female. Um, you know, she wasn't overly feminine looking. And that's why I couldn't tell at the time. But I felt this very um, loving, nurturing energy and um, so while I should have been or could have been totally freaking out over what was going on, um, there was such strong waves of like compassion and nurturing and like, uh, what's the coddling, I guess you could say, almost coming from the Sasquatch that I just felt totally comforted. And I knew that whatever was happening at this moment was something that basically I've been waiting for. Um, and that's the message that I was getting to is that, Hey, the time has come and you know, um, that this is what you've been waiting for. Thank you for, for being in service and allowing this. They were thanking me at the same time. So it was very loving. Um, but then after this was over, I could, you know, I sensed that they were gone and I was kind of back more in my mind and body or whatever. I was able to move. And so I got up to to look out the window and the spacecraft was gone. And I, I should say it was really obvious to me that there was definitely a spaceship outside. I could hear this whirring kind of mechanical sound. It was quiet but it was very much there. And then the light, um, but also it, I had a, a picture frame on top of a TV in the room and it rattled off. It vibrated off uh, and fell to the floor. So that was like the, the physical evidence for me to show that this really happened because something shook the room and vibrated that picture frame off, you know? So it was okay, good. So that's a reassurance that I'm not, crazy and losing my mind here um and then immediately afterwards so uh, uh, i got up i looked out the window i couldn't see anything but then two black ops helicopters flew right over overhead of me really low and i was like what in the world i've never experienced anything like this so i i went out into the living room um, and asked my my partner at the time and his stepson they were they were still up and I was like did you guys experience this or what the heck is going on like you must have heard this or seen this or something they said oh yeah so we you explained to them what had happened and no and how I didn't quite explain everything that happened I just kind of assumed that they must have heard this and experienced this too and they, they said, no, we just heard a couple of black ops helicopter. We heard a couple helicopters fly by, if that's what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, th that too. But I mean, what happened just before that? And they had no idea what I was talking about. And I said, I'm going to bed. So I just, yeah, I was like, I think I just need to go to bed. And uh, so that's what I did. And I 
woke up and I, you know, anyway, it was just changed. It was obvious. Okay. That was not a dream. Everything just changed for me. So that was really the, the beginning of the whole new journey. Yeah. So you could feel that that was a big shift, even though were they specific about your mission or what you were doing? Did you get any sort of transmission from them about what it was or did it feel more like a download that kind of unspooled and unfolded as the days and weeks and months went on. Yeah. So no, what they were doing to me medically with the star person, I could feel, and it was actually uh, uncomfortable and a little painful. I could feel them in my cervix, in my ovaries. And um, so I assumed that they were extracting DNA or eggs that I, you know, that I'm participating in the hybrid program. And that's the message that I was kind of overall getting. And it, it, and it was a, a thank you. Thank you for allowing this. You know, we're, we're grateful and gracious. And so um, that's what I felt had happened. A year later, exactly a year later, to the moment, because that because that was so special to me. Um, a year later, I decided, okay, I'm going to spend the that anniversary moment in meditation, and so um, I did. And I learned a year later from that time that they said they also healed me of cervical cancer, which I had no idea. There was no diagnosis. There was no. Um, I had no knowing of that, but there's no reason for me to believe they would just say that for no reason. Um, and so I think it was kind of a, you know, a double agenda there because um, I, I still know that they're, you know, using eggs and, and DNA that I'm a part of the hybrid program. But um, that was kind of the um, more specifically why it probably happened at that time. So there yeah. was both a star being and a Sasquatch that were present during that moment for you. So have you gone forward in the subsequent years? Cause you said that was 2012. Yes. And do you have a relationship with both or is it primarily you got a connection with the Sasquatch beings? Um, it's really both, but it, it varies, you know, the, the, my knowledge and connection in both areas have really grown. So I definitely feel a connection with different, uh, star beings and races and, um, have come to understand more of who I am, uh, where I come from the, you know, my, my sole purpose and mission here or the, the larger overall, um, you know, what I'm doing in this body and what I need to report when I'm out of it <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and so I, I've learned a lot of that since the time. Um, but also working with the Sasquatch is a big part of it. And um, I feel really blessed, but it was also kind of like a contract that I'd be here sharing their overall message to help humanity remember and awaken and, um, you know, to who they are and what our connection is with the Sasquatch and, um, you know, our, our star seeds and connections to all of this. And um, basically, it's all for, for consciousness. You know, we're, we're all stuck in this 3D reality, but uh, it's really all about healing and, and growing our consciousness. Um, and so, the Sasquatch... So since, yeah. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Um, so describe just sort of briefly then what's transpired since that time to now in your relationship with Sasquatch and, and how you interact with them. I don't know. How often is it? And, and what sort of communication and rapport and, and who do you have it with? Yeah, but that even kind of varies from time to time. You know, when when this journey was really fresh and new at the, the end of 2012 or uh, especially throughout 2013-14, it was a lot of new discoveries. I was receiving downloads of information and I was also interacting uh, with a lot of different Sasquatch and just some, sometimes learning very basic things or learning about them, you know, and not them as a species, like the individual. So what did that look like you when you said you had an interaction? Um, Because, you know, they're interdimensional beings. So was it, was it physical? Was it, um, was it out in the woods? Was it telepathic? What was the interaction? I've, I've had many of the above. So I've had physical sightings, um, a lot of the more physical things that had happened was prior to really connecting with their soul. Um, but when I really connected with the Sasquatch, one specific guy, the, the one that I told you that was at the end of my bed during this incident, her name is Suni, and she is like a, a grandmother. Um, I've never seen her in the physical. She's really more of a guardian angel kind of, you know, if you can describe it in that way. Um, But I've also come to learn that she is a part of me. She's a part of my higher over soul that I, you know, basically at one time incarnated in in the suit that she wears and, you know, um, but she doesn't, she's not so much here in the 3D physical, although she can manifest herself that way. In uh, February 2013, I connected with um, my guide, George, who's like my my big brother, only by like a year or two. So it's a really close relationship. I've seen him in the physical and I have felt him, um, but it's really more of a telepathic soul to soul heart connection with him. And he's very fun and jovial. Um, He's got a very similar personality to me. Um, and he enjoys music and, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, but I feel his presence a lot. And he also plays a lot of tricks too. Sometimes it can be really frustrating. Like he'll hide things on me. And just when I get so, you know, like frustrated and, you know, want to scream or something, I'll hear him chuckling and all of a sudden this item will appear, (laughs) you know? So, um, there's and George is Sasquatch as well. George is Sasquatch, but he's also um, what could be considered an ancient one because there's all different hybrid races of these giant hairy humanoids, however you want to label them. And so there's all kinds of different hybrid races of them. Uh, and George shares a, a much stronger DNA connection to humans than some other Sasquatch might. So calling him an ancient one just kind of describes for you that he's uh, Sasquatch. He's 
big hairy person, but he his face is much more human looking than than it would be primate looking, and his body proportions are much more uh, human than than primate and things like that. So, um, and then it's it's been an ongoing journey since then. Um, you know, fast forward several years living in in Washington I connected with um Sunbow on Facebook um and he was working with the Sasquatch he had just started channeling their messages so when we connected a lot more even came together where the same Sasquatch were working with both of us in in many ways um Camus specifically uh, and I don't know if you've read any of the third book yet, but then more of them started coming, um, you know, Sinatarel and uh, Ja'arel, ma- many different Sasquatch coming with different messages. Um, and so some of them I've connected with here. Like I said, there, there's so many hybrid races that I don't like to necessarily call them all Sasquatch, but they're, uh, they're all cousins of the same kind of race. Um, you know, that came before us humans here. Okay. I'm curious about just maybe the Sasquatch species and, and how they exist in the form, because we live in, you know, this 3d zone being human, we don't readily perceive them or some people do, but it is not something like we see them, like we see squirrels or we see deer, but Mm -hmm. they're there. And what is the nature of, say, their physicality, their interdimensionality, um, them as a species on this planet, and and how is it different from our reality and how we exist here? Right. Well, the, the planet Earth is basically a, a third dimensional density, and so they can exist. They're able to um change their frequency and their vibration um, or be at a different a a certain consciousness level which would match this density so that um, the ones that are here more physically the ones that people do get sightings of the ones that leave tracks in the mud the ones that leave hair or or scat and things like that um, they're here in this dimension Um, But they are pretty much hiding out from humans because we are just not healthy for them and their species and their environment. Um, And there's been, you know, just a lot of atrocities that we have done against their race. And so for the most part, um, they avoid us and they have a lot of different psychic gifts and abilities that they're able to um, manifest so that they can avoid that. So even though they can be right here in the, in this 3d, if they know somebody's approaching and they almost always do, unless they're just really distracted with something else, um, you know, they're able to change their vibration so that they could still be right there, but just basically like a different radio station than what we're listening to. <laughs> so they're right there and we don't even know it. So they can cloak themselves um, and vibrate at a higher rate than what the human eye is able to perceive. Um, and that's why also some people have said that they've 
seen them and then they just disappear or you know they see like an arm or a leg or something and they don't see the rest of the body and sometimes it's because you're you're able to kind of catch that that transition so they exist physically here but not totally would that be a good description that they're able to sort of go back and forth or as you said there's different hybrids and different species right that's only the physical ones basically but yes they can so they are just so um so diverse that the you know the ones that i just discussed are the ones that are are more um physically here in this 3d earth plane with us but many of them most of them uh, or at least I should say the ones that I work with primarily, um, they are at a different consciousness level. They're at a different density. And so many of them are not here on the earth plane. They can be if they choose because they do absolutely love this planet and they love nature and everything about it. So um, they do like to come here and be physical only when it's safe for them. And the way that you know, the, the state of the world now, it's not always so safe for them. So um, many of them have chosen to be um, these higher consciousness guides for the for humans, for humanity, so that they can work with us uh, and on these different levels. So could you describe them then as being interacting with humans in the same way other star beings do in the same way? People work with Syrians and Pleiadians and Arcturians, and we work with guides and angels and deities and elementals and that sort of thing. They're sort of in a similar category. They have a mission and a purpose to help um, humanity and to interact with us in that way. Yes, definitely. And they have their own healing to do too, you know, so a big part of, of all of this, you know, the whole purpose of all well, everything, life on all planets and systems, but also here on Earth, it's all to integrate these different polarities. And so there's all of these different races that are helping to make that integration in one way or another. Either that or they're working against that agenda of the integration, but it's all still a part of the polarity. So, it, you know, that's what they're, you know, when we say we're all one, that that's basically what it means you know we might come from different star systems and come in different bodies or you know incarnate at different times or have different soul missions but it's all working really towards the same uh idea of integration okay now as a as a species um you know with a history that's not necessarily on this planet as well uh you know all the races that we interact with have their histories and as you say what they they need to heal humans are on our own journey of healing are there some themes and some histories of the sasquatch story and do they have some specific healing that is you know acute and something that they are primarily dealing with in their mission Well, they're working, you know, a a bigger part of their mission and soul karma healing 
um, is kind of a part of all of it. So, you know, they're, they're here on earth working with their emotions, you know, so to speak, or whatever traumas or karmas that all of us are working through. So even if you, you know, think of a, another race or another being as um, being more spiritually evolved, they, they, everybody still has karmas to work through or else we basically wouldn't be incarnating at all if we didn't. And so, um, you know, they do, they've never lost their connection to the star elders. Like we have, like us, us humans, they know where they come from. They know where they're going. They know the history of, of earth and their race and us humans don't. And so, um, you know, they're, they're here to kind of remind us of that, but they still retained all of this knowledge, uh, the wisdom and all of these gifts that allow them um, to move forward in, in that progress. So they're able to heal, they're able to, um, you know, work with the elements and use different kinds of technologies, um, you know, some of them. Like I said, they're, they're working more with our consciousness, uh, but some of them may be working underground in the inner world, doing their own thing down there. Many of them work with crystals. Um, they've also said that many of them have learned different technologies that the star elders have taught them. So some of them even pilot spaceships, um, you know, and different things like that. So there's all different kinds of uh, roles and missions and things like that, but primarily what they want to do right now is really help humanity to reawaken to this understanding of who we are um, and what has happened to earth or, you know, the whole control agenda on earth so that we have this opportunity to use our discernment and our free will to make the wisest choices moving forward. Um, and they say that right now, right now it's especially critical um, because humanity has reached a point that if we don't remember these things, if we don't reconnect with our soul in, in, in some kind of way or come to this uh, collective higher understanding right now in, these, in this lifetime that we're sharing together, um, that humanity could definitely take um, a downward turn like many of the other civilizations before us when there were mass extinctions here on the earth. And so it's, it's you know, they're saying it's really critical that you remember this stuff because if you don't, um, there's all kinds of things happening in the world. Um, specifically, they say that, you know, about genetic modifications taking place to our to our DNA uh, devised to disconnect us from that part of our, our soul and our knowing that we're all one, um, you know, and, and our histories and all of these things. And so that's why it's like they're really out right now shouting this message to us. Wake up. Well, you're sitting there with your camera and lawn chair Trying to get a picture of my friends Well, you won't see me I'm not completely in 3D And dimensions and time are just fun to bend 
leave me some food, little humans, leave me some food. I like all kinds of things that you eat when I'm in the mood. Well, you can leave me fresh apples by the creekside. Leave me some avocados or trail mix in a jar. You can get me two Beyond Meat burgers and french fries And I won't forget to leave footprints on your lawn No, I won't forget to leave footprints on your lawn So what are some of the ways that you and others are interacting? How, how common is this? You know, what are the ways that they are trying to do this, trying to get in touch with us, trying to wake us up, trying to share this wisdom and this knowledge. Yeah, well, in my world, it's really common, but that's because I'm connected with this wonderful circle of people all over the world that, you know, we're, uh, we're finding each other and, and finding this connection within each other. So, um, you know, but uh, on a worldwide scale, I don't really know. Um how common it is for people to connect, but well, what's going on in your world? Like, describe sort of the, your inner circle and those that you kind of connect with and groove with, and and what sort of activities do you have under underway, both personally and sort of you know with a with a group of folks, right? Well, um, yeah, so we've been having these Sasquatch family reunions uh, for the last six years. The Sasquatch actually guided the whole thing. They, you know, told me when to start it and the date and the place and then everything just really flowed together. And, um, and so it's been this beautiful, um, annual connection and, and now we're kind of growing it, um, out from there. But this all started at the same time that the first Sasquatch message to humanity book came out. Um, so when that book came out, we started planning this gathering um, and it was more successful. It was better than I, I would have ever really thought, you know, even the facility, it was a, a mountain. Um, uh, it's called the Chihuahua Peak Learning Center, which we're not doing it there anymore. They, they shut down uh, because of the pandemic. But um, I remember, you know, initially when I said, yeah, we're going to have a Sasquatch conference here. And he kind of chuckled and he's like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see how many, you know, cause I was telling them, I don't know, the numbers might be kind of big. And he was just kind of like, okay, we'll see how many people show up. And that first year, I think we had at least 150 people, but they also came from seven or eight different countries, you know, so people came from all over the world just to gather, um, with others that were of a like mind and could share who the Sasquatch really were. So um, a lot of the things that we do at our gatherings, um, just to kind of promote the the healing of everything is, you know, we, we start with morning circles and we just all get together. First of all, standing in a circle is the idea that, you know, none is above the other and everybody is sharing equally. And um, there are these wonderful 
family reunions, sometimes were, were led in ceremony um, by, by Native elders. Sometimes we do songs and dances, um, or, you know, we have different um, workshops presented by different people that explore all kinds of different areas. Some of them might be how to, you know, make ET contact, something like, you know, more physical like that. A lot of things really go into um, doing some deeper uh emotional work you know shadow work and and looking at different things like that uh but the- it sounds like a lot of what's going on in the world of this you know this awakening and early 21st century where we're connecting with a lot of ancient teachings and mysticism and practices and you know the connection it, it sounds it sounds wonderful it it, it truly does mm-hmm. um i'm curious what part of it would be say uniquely sasquatch in how those messages come through or perhaps it's not perhaps the sasquatch message is dovetails with all the rest of this messaging but is there a flavor of it that is you know specifically either how it's coming through to the people that are there those that that say they're connecting with the sasquatch energy you know in the same way people say oh we're groups of us we connect with pleiadians and we connect with arcturians Mm -hmm. um what is i'm curious about what that flavor is that is you know uniquely sasquatch about it yeah, well, you know, it's outdoors for one thing. So we're we're in nature among where they live and they leave a lot of physical evidence also for us to explore. And that's not what it's really about. We're not going out in the woods and pointing things out, you know, for show. Um, and but, there's no attempt here to say we're here to prove that right. Sasquatch exists. This isn't what this group is about. It's not about filming no. it and YouTube channels and trying to, you know, prove a point here. It, exactly. No, it, it not at all. And it's really, it's because so many people that attend too, they've already had experiences or they have some kind of curiosity um, but really more than anything it, it's it's spirit and it's Sasquatch guiding them there I can't tell you how many people have said I I never expected to be here but I had to something just kept calling me I had to attend this and how many people have told me how much it's changed their life uh, you know, just just to be there, just to be immersed in that energy. So a lot of people learn something new through what they learn in, in workshops, but also a lot of people have made their first connection either telepathically um, or they had their first sighting or a lot of people, a lot of people would tell me that they had a very vivid dream uh, where the Sasquatch really connected with them. Um, you know, so... Uh, as far as like, yeah, the Sasquatch flavor of things, it's the energy and the love. It's this immense love. Chris, if you came, you would not be able to walk. You you wouldn't be able to wipe the smile off your face and, and stop hugging people. You just can't. There's just so much love. Um, and this understanding that everybody, no matter how they might have experienced the Sasquatch or even if they didn't, they're still under this um, same kind of understanding and in knowing with each other that they're there uh, for this bigger reason. And so even if you, you know, never had any kind of Sasquatch experience, the, the people coming to this gathering, they're, 
their hearts are just swelling up with so much love. And then they're going back out to wherever they came from and, and sharing that with others. And that's really what it's more about than the Sasquatch's physical beings. That doesn't really matter at all. It, it's, it's honoring our, our ancestors and the races that came here before us. And they're, um, if, if I could talk, I guess, a, a, a overall theme too, is that they are uh, the care keepers or they were kind of the original mammal people, care keepers of the planet before us. And now, you know, humans have really greatly overpopulated the world. It, it's totally our responsibility to be taking care of the planet. Um, and we've not done a very good job. And so um, that's that's a big part of the Sasquatch message, too. It's consciousness, but it's also caring for a planet. And when you care for the planet, you care for all life. You know, we care for ourselves by not poisoning our food and water and our air and, you know, all, all kinds of things like this. The message goes out in so many different directions, but it, it's really about um, returning to nature in a sense, uh, you know, the the natural rhythm and cycles and seasons and to stop trying to force things and acting like we're superior to everything else on this planet or outside of it even and uh, things like that. So that that's a bigger part of the, the message as well. Yeah. Now, um, in your experience, it sounds like, and what I've read from the books as well, that these are contrary to this image we have of a big hairy creature that lives in the woods that's big and tall, could be ferocious, could be scary, could have malintent. We don't really know what they're up to, but you're describing very loving beings and beings of, of higher consciousness. And, you know, it's, it's similar to many stories being told of, you know, people who connect with star beings and higher consciousness beings that just this feeling of love, um, that higher vibration that comes through. So would you say that is a primary quality of our Sasquatch friends? Oh, Yes. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, they're they're of a higher uh, consciousness for the most part. But just like humans, you know, they're, they're, you can't really label a whole race based on, you know, because everybody's an individual. Everybody's coming from a different place. So there, there are definitely the higher consciousness, higher density, density beings that are working with humans through our consciousness, those of us that want to to grow and heal, you know, so they're particular about who they work with. Um, and also there's a, a big DNA connection too. They, they have a tendency to make more contact with literally their own little brothers, you know, or a shared DNA faction there. And, um, you know, but there's also certainly there, there could be beings that haven't healed and that, you know, um, have kidnapped women and taken them to their caves or something. You know, we've heard some native legends like that um, or that have attacked and killed and things like that. But for the most part, um, that that is not typical of Sasquatch. Um, and it's also really important to remember um, or to acknowledge anyway that a lot of these beings are not Sasquatch whatsoever. Um, you know, there, there's been 
a lot of DNA manipulations, a lot of hybridizations. There's been a lot of different star races that have a completely different agenda that don't want humanity to remember and they don't want us to heal and they want to basically take over the planet and our, our souls and the energy for their, you know, their own resources and agenda. And so they've created many, many different beings that are meant to destroy um, or that are meant to, you know, diff do different things. So th there's beings out there that they've created that can even harm the Sasquatch, um, you know, but a lot of it too is just to totally divert us, divert us to change the story to make us think that, oh yeah, they're big, scary, hairy beasts that want to hurt us and things like that. Um, and they may be out there, but they're not the same beings. They would not consider those to be in the same family as the other and and really consciousness is is where groups and, and families are at it's not so much what you look like you know yeah absolutely so you were just previously describing people who had had some contact experience either through dreams or they'd have sightings and Again, seems very common to, you know, a lot of these experiences that many of us are having during this time, likely always have in the history of humanity. Some of us, you know, have a connection with angels. Some of us have connections with elementals. Some of us have connections with different star beings. And perhaps, as you said, those that are being contacted by Sasquatch are already have some previous connection, either through genetics or something like that. But is there also any activity out there where people are actively trying to connect with Sasquatch in the same way like the CE5 initiative where people are now actively going out there trying to make contact with star beings and, and that sort of things or, you know, people were shamanistic journeys trying to actively make contact with uh, other realms of being. So is that part of the practice and interaction or people, you know, um, you know, not in a bad way, but in the same way we want to make a deeper connection with higher consciousness beings? Is, is that through ceremony or otherwise? Are people actively engaged with reaching out from our side to the Sasquatch, asking for help, asking for connection? There, many, many are. Um, that's not really so much what we do with our gatherings, um, you know, other than we're, we're paying honor and respect to them. Um, a lot of people that attend our gatherings would leave gifts for them, either, you know, even offerings of tobacco or, you know, some uh, apples or peanut butter or something and, and leave that out for them as gifts. Um, but it's not... Um, at least in, in my realm and, and circle of the humans that I interact with that are along the same lines, um, it, it's not so much making that contact, uh, that physical contact. But for a lot of people, it is. And they might have some success or some su success that they're happy with, you know, they, they get a track and they can get a casting or, you know, maybe they left a gift out and, and it was taken. And so that's exciting for them and things like that. Um, and all of these might help to open them up to, um, you know, more possibilities of things. 
there's also, I'm sure you know, there's all kinds of shows out there where they're hunting Bigfoot and trying to kill Bigfoot. And, um, you know, there's many, many different groups, the uh, BFRO and uh, every state, I'm sure, has at least five or six groups of people that go out and uh, try to track them or they're at least um, keeping records of uh, all of the reports that they're receiving, you know, and things like that. And then they'll go out and investigate and things like that. So there's all of that going on. Um, We're not doing that so much, but, but it's all leading people to a better understanding that Sasquatch do exist. You know, if you think about it, like 50 years ago, that's just laughable. People were just like, Oh my God, that's crazy. You know, like that you would even believe in that. And now at least people are very open to the idea that they do exist. And so that that's a step in the right direction. I remember 50 years ago sitting in a movie theater as a kid, maybe not 50 years ago, but they had some, some movie where that famous film came out in the early 70s of uh, the, the the Sasquatch, and they played mm-hmm. it over and over again, and it was... But I'm really happy now to just learn about Sasquatch as, uh, you know, this, this higher consciousness side and um, trying to help us. So maybe you could just... Uh, explain a little bit more about yeah if people wanted to make connection on in that way not so i want to see footprints or i want to get a photo or proof that they exist but really just on that you know the way we kind of connect um in order to learn grow heal and you know reach out to some higher consciousness what can be done or is there practices people can do to connect specifically with sasquatch like that um Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's not really guaranteed, you know, or anything, but there's things that we can do to just kind of show our love and appreciation for them and for the, for the earth and for ourselves. So the more really that we're working on ourselves at just being better people, being more kind, being more compassionate, uh, being less judgmental, uh, being more pure in our thoughts or even what we put into our body, whether that be food or whether that be media or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, so there's a lot of things that, that we could do. Basically, we can't change the whole world, but we can change our world and then the world around us changes. And so the more that we're working on ourself, on our healing and genuinely want to connect uh, with the Sasquatch, the better chance there is of it. So, you know, we could connect with them through meditations. Um, we could talk to them. They don't want to be prayed to or anything, but just talk to them as if they're there because they are. They're, they're a soul consciousness group. And if you speak to them, even just by holding a vision in your head of a Sasquatch, you're speaking to all of them and they can feel this and sense this. And, you know, eventually you will make contact in some kind of way. They may choose to, to come through dreams uh, you know, or to give downloads of information, or maybe you'll be blessed to get a, a physical sighting or, you know, some kind of physical proof of them. Um, you know, but a lot of times their contact and connection is very subtle too. They're, they're also elemental beings or they're able to 
have an influence on nature. So a lot of times they'll come and visit as, as that eagle flying over your head. Or a lot of times you'll look at a tree and you'll see a perfect Sasquatch face in it, you know, um, or sometimes just that, that, that feather that floats down and lands in your lap. That's a communication from the Sasquatch. And so, um, you know, don't overlook those things. If, if, um, that's the kind of connection you're making, th those are a lot of little signs that they, they give you to let you know that they're there and they appreciate you and they're listening. Um, but the, the more that you show that you want to heal and that you want to know them, um, and that you want to help the planet. Um, and, and a lot of time a lot of times they'll observe you for a while. It just kind of depends on which Sasquatch you, you, that you're connecting with, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, the, the more you you're seeking healing, the better chance you have of making contact. And a lot of these groups that are going out, just trying to connect with them without the consciousness factor, they, they're just, you know, seeking thrills or they want to make money or they want to prove a point or something. And they're really not going to get anything because <laughs> the Sasquatch are not interested in entertaining that. Wonderful. Uh, let's talk about the books, the Sasquatch message to humanity and uh, your role in bringing those out to the world. I have read the first two. Um, I find them amazing. And the messages, a lot of what you speak to, just this purity of uh, natural life um, as a being and how we can interact, uh, you know, in a real fundamental loving way with the ecosystem just as a citizen of the planet. But there's also this component to them that's like an interdimensional physics textbook mm -hmm. that is really some high level, almost like it's not quite mathematical diagrams, but the descriptions of interdimensional dimensionality that that they explain through this is really quite astounding and yeah. so i i've i've been kind of blown away by the breadth of the message that is coming through these books yes and and i was too <laughs> when i read them and um and and still am you know i actually just reread it uh just for kind of a a refresher and i always get something more out of it when i do um, but so the first two books, um, those were uh, Camus channeling messages to Sunbow, Sunbow True Brother. And so he's the one that that wrote uh, these two books. I, I published it with my publishing company. Um, but all of these messages came through him. And Camus explains that he's like the, the eldest elder and that for many generations or, you know, many eons that he's been working with um, humanity, with the human race, with our consciousness to help kind of bridge that gap. And so that's why he was chosen to communicate this with Sunbow. And so, um, and if I call him Bo, you know who I'm talking. I usually call him Bo. So Sunbow and Bo is the same person. And um, but uh, so basically, yeah, the first book really gives a lot more information about well, who the Sasquatch are, our connection with them, Earth's history, so that we can have a, a, a deeper, better understanding of uh, where we did come from and what our connection 
to them is. And a lot of the galactic wars and everything that happened uh, on Earth prior to us and prior to our, our knowledge of what we've been able to retain. Um, and it's, it's important to remember these things. Um, otherwise we never will, you know, but, but planting that seed, you, you know, and it's important to know too, that they're not saying you have to believe all this, but this is their perception of the unfolding of things. Um, you know, and so the, the second book, uh, and it's, it's wonderful, great information, but it's also kind of, you know, pointing and shaking a finger of wake up, hurry up humanity. Cause now's the time. This is my message to you. And the second book, um, goes much deeper into, well, like you said, kind of the, the quantum physics and the understanding of the multi-dimensional nature and, and, and all of these things. And that's also for our higher understanding and you don't have to be a scientist or necessarily practice or have to prove all of this stuff uh, but the thing is is that it's there now to be proven if it needs to be there's enough you know connections made here that uh, if you really want to know how uh, a spaceship or whatever can be invisible to the naked eye the answer is here and you can test that theory, you know, um, and, it, but it's also just for our deeper and higher understanding of our own multidimensional nature too. Um, cause it, it's not just, like I said, the building of a spaceship, but, but understanding that, um, time and space are not linear. And so, uh, many things that we're experiencing right now, um, is just shadows of things that we've already lived on different existences. And, and then also knowing that ourselves aren't, um, just, you know, this person in this physical body that we are here, that we are our ancestors and that every conscious decision that we make is affecting the past the present and the future, which none of that exists anyway, and it's all in the now. So yeah, it's a lot of big quantum uh, ideas, but it's to further our understanding that um, basically reality is not what it seems. And then there's a, there's three books in the series. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And what was explained to me also is those first two books are kind of more of a, a masculine mental kind of energy to explain that. And um, the third book uh, is actually a compilation of 10 different authors, including Sunbow um, and myself and others um, that channeled the Sasquatch that we all know they're, they're people that have attended our gatherings and, and people that we've connected with that we know legitimately have, you know, a connection with the Sasquatch. They also guided for that book to come together. Um, and this one is a little bit more of the, the more healing aspects, or if you could say the, the more um, feminine or the more uh, nurturing kind of uh, heartfelt qualities. So, you know, the first, like I said, more mental, the second, more heartfelt and the healing. Um, I also feel more on the way. It won't be called the Sasquatch message to humanity, but I've been receiving some information that, that I've been um, writing down. And so that would be uh, the next 
publication, but it, it's actually a combination of um, Sasquatch and ET races. You know, it, it's a culmination of, of these um, different races speaking to humanity. But yeah, the third book um, provides, uh, introduces some, some other Sasquatch that I've connected with and the messages that they give, um, you know, understanding the ego self, understanding um, dream time, um, you know, uh, different aspects like that and different tools that you could use to help in your healing. And, uh, you know, they say that this is not something you have to do. This is just to help expand and open just kind of suggestions on how you might be able to move forward in, in that kind of direction. And, um, you know, so that it's... Uh, all three of the books are really wonderful and relevant and um, complement each other very nicely. Now, I'm getting a sense of a theme of um, combination of the Sasquatch. They've, they've been with humans. They've been working with humans for eons, you said. So there's a, there's a kindness, a generosity. Here's an offering of, of our teachings, how that can be beneficial. But you mentioned at the same time, there's a little bit of, okay, humans, it's time to freaking smarten up here. Like we're reaching a bit of a critical point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with, with those two you know, sides to the coin messaging that's come through, um, you know, for yourself, you know, what are you feeling that's kind of in the, you know, collective consciousness of the moment, these sorts of teachings coming through, where are you going and others, you know, sort of going at this point in time, even though there is no linear time and it's all happening in the right. infinite now, what, what's the sense of these teachings and how they're disseminating or having impact on yourself and others? Well, for me personally, of course, it, it really totally, completely changed my life. <laughs> um, and I'm seeing a lot of changes in the world and a lot of the, the people that I know, um, it's, it's very, it's interesting to say the least for sure, um, because you're noticing a lot of people, um, taking their, their own path in different directions. So, um, you know, it, it's really, it seems like we we're really moving more into an energy now, um, collectively where, mm, I guess you could just say that the shit really is kind of hitting the fan right now with a lot of the warnings that the Sasquatch gave just a few years ago, these books Literally, the first book was written in 2015, published in 2016. And, um, and so the most important message in that is, you know, the agenda of where Earth is headed. And it's here. So that's what I mean by the shit hitting the fan. It's here. And now is the time to really implement this. This was more the warning. Now it's it's here so it's really really relevant um and i've seen a lot of people really awaken i i've seen um it's been beautiful you know i since i've been on this venture personally my my family life has completely changed you know i've gained this whole new uh community a new perspective there's all these opportunities arising to will share this message but also to heal um to have gatherings and whatnot to help others do the same. Um, but there's been a, a lot of 
I guess I could just say very conscious beings coming into my life. And so personally, I am able to really see a a great shift with all of this, Um, even though a lot of the shifting may not be the direction that you necessarily want to see. But we're seeing these, you know, these polarities, they're, they're undeniable now. They're like really clashing more than ever. And so people are kind of making their choices to go along whatever path that, 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 that there is. And it's always going to be a path for their higher lessons and learning and healing. And even if that's not immediately, you know, even if um, it looks like they're making choices that are not conducive to their highest good and to their healing, everybody is on their own journey. And so that is their healing journey. Those are things that they have to explore and understand so that they can work through them and, and move, move forward. And um, I'm really seeing a lot of that right now. Um, and so, you know, like I said, on one perspective, it looks like there's a lot of uh, negative changes happening in the world. But on a consciousness level, I see people really, really waking up. Um, right here I'm in Northeast Washington, we're really blessed to live in an area that's very open-minded and very, um, I guess you could say connected to the earth, however you want to say it, um, but very open-minded communities here. And so a lot of people here are aligning with the same kind of ideas that, uh, no, we're not going to do that or the, this is what we need to do. And so, um, And I see a lot more of that happening, too. I see all kinds of communities forming so that people are helping each other more uh, and things like that. And so lots of positive changes, whereas the others, they're they're choosing their path. And that's ultimately for the highest good of all. So I see things moving in a positive direction overall to answer your question or, or also I've really been told, or I feel like we've already won. This is just kind of the, the process and getting there. Um, but I'm pretty certain that humanity has already done it. Yeah. We've already charted the map and and we made it. Yay humans. Yay. I find that there, (laughs) there is this, interesting you know paradox of being in human form where a lot of us come from lots of different lineages and lots of different histories or connections um and and we also coming in with our own karma and we have our own missions we have our own things that we're here to do and express and our own healing to get through and at the same time we're human and we have some human responsibility to this project, to this planet, to the collective nature of all the beings uh, that are here. It seems that that Sasquatch message is very much uh, in tune with with that message. Yes, individuality, um, you have to do what you're here to do, but there is also this greater picture that we can't lose sight of at the same time because we're all a part of everything. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that that is the bigger part of it is uh, reconnecting to the oneness that we're all a part of, um, you know, 
shedding the ego, ego while still keeping our individuality. So everything's just got to be done in balance. Now, if people are listening to this, if, if this resonates with them, what you're saying, um, how could people get in touch with you to know more or know more about what you got going on for events and gatherings or any other offerings that are in your sphere? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I've actually have two uh, websites that link to each other for the Sasquatch messages and, and for the event. So um, the uh, it's www.sasquatchmessage.com um, that has a lot of the information regarding uh, the, the channeled messages from the books and then also uh, many other messages. Uh, there, there's videos and articles and things along the same uh, topic that are published there on that website for you to review. Um, and also the three books are available on there too. Um, they're, they're on Amazon or you could also uh, read them on the website. And um, the uh, other website that I have for the events is www.sasquatchfamilyreunion.com. And uh, I kind of renamed it uh, Sacred Spirit Events because now we're doing more. So I needed to, <laughs> you know, kind of more consolidate the name there. Um, but we have a, a regular Sasquatch Family Reunion uh, annually. We just set the dates the other day. It, it's going to be uh, June 2nd through June 6th next year in Kettle Falls, Washington. Um, we're actually going to have it at a new facility, uh, a campground that has uh, water and power and cabins, which is woohoo. We haven't had that the last two years because <laughs> of pandemic stuff. So it's nice to be able to accommodate uh, a few more people now. Um, we also just in September, we had, um, our first soul tribe reunion. Uh, and that's basically the same thing as the Sasquatch family reunion, except it's just more focused on, on honoring all the different realms. Um, and it was a little more interactive instead of having all kinds of, uh, breakout um workshops all of the activities were you know the the smaller group doing them together and so that was really nice and um and right now i'm planning a virtual thing the sasquatch kind of guided that on 2-22-2022 that it's time for us to have a little virtual gathering so i'm putting that together right now um, just for people to contribute uh, their experiences or whatever kind of wisdom that they receive from the Sasquatch. Um, and this is just, you know, really all to get their, their message out there to help people connect with them in, in a conscious way. Um, so both of those, those websites, you can find us. And if you just want to email me personally too, you could do that at uh, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Rainbow Butterfly at outlook.com kelly this has been uh most expansive uh a lot of information i'm glad there's lots of ways people can follow up it seems to dovetail with really all the traditions all the practices everything that's going on out there this expansive time of of human consciousness so thanks for the great work that you're doing thanks for the the books i got to get on uh, number three um and thanks for taking time to be with us here today 
Yes. Well, thank you, Chris. It was an honor to be here. You can leave me fresh apples by the creekside. Leave me some avocados or trail mix in a jar. You can get me two Beyond Meat burgers and french fries. And I won't forget to leave footprints on your lawn. No, I won't forget to leave footprints on your lawn. No, I won't forget to leave footprints on your lawn. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you to all our Sasquatch friends and um, holding the space on this planet with us for all this time. Um for interacting with us in a kind and loving way. Um, yes, thanks to Sasquatch. Thanks to the Rolling Stones for uh, their song Dead Flowers, which was the musical inspiration. I'm not sure if you're supposed to feed Sasquatch. I didn't ask Kelly that question, but um, she did allude to the fact that they do like um, human treats from now and then. They are... Mostly third dimensional, partially third dimensional. Hey, one thing we do here in the third dimension is eat, but I'm not going to give advice on whether or not you should feed the Sasquatch or not. I just thought it would be kind of a nice gesture. Um, but thanks again to the Stones and their song, Dead Flowers. Thanks to Kelly Rainbow Butterfly for oh, being such an awesome guest and, um, for the work that she does. All the links are in the information on how you can get in touch with Kelly and learn more about what she's doing, events going forward. So yes, links are in the podcast information. Thanks again for being, wow, such, um, yeah, that was rich and deep and went all over the place. I'm totally stoked. If you want to connect with me, if you want to say something like, dude, seriously, Sasquatch, is you buying this crap? Yeah, actually I am. Um, but you can reach me. I'm just McNuttiest. That's all that you need to know. McNuttiest on Facebook, McNuttiest on Instagram, McNuttiest on YouTube and TikTok and probably some other places. Um, McNuttiest.com is my website. If you want to send me a note, send it to yo, that's Y-O-Yo, at McNuttiest.com. Always good to hear from you. If you have comments or suggestions or questions, I'm happy to take the time to uh, answer any of this stuff. Um, thank you. If you feel, if you dig this stuff, share it with your friends. It's how the goodness gets spread to others. We can raise the vibration around here. Don't take this place too serious. Be kind and gentle with yourself, my friends. Um, you are an infinite being of light. You are a divine creator, sovereign being. The power, the entire power of the universe flows through you too. Your powers are amazing. I hope you um, tap into it. I, I, I wish that for all, that we can just blossom and flower into these multi-dimensional rock stars that we actually are. My name's Chris McNutt. Thanks for checking out the McNuttiest Dimension, and we'll catch you next time. Oh,